You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. And it's the Geeks Pub. I'm Tim Robertson. I'm David Cohen. How are you today, David? Yeah, okay. Rested. We Our clocks changed last night, so we had an extra hour of sleep. Yeah, um, we do that in a week. Yeah, so yeah. that's nice. I think I think it's uh, December 1st. Uh, let yeah. me ask Siri. Hey, Siri. Hey, Siri. Mm-hmm. When does daylight saving time start for me? Daylight saving time ends on the 1st of November. 2020 and will begin on the 14th of March 2021. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Siri got something right for a change. That's cool. Yeah. Well, every now and then. Um, speaking of Siri, I asked that on my iPhone 12 Pro. Cool. Shiny new so, tech. Yeah. I mean, you know, as it, I'm going from an 8 Plus, so, you know, it's not like I had a slow, slow phone or something. Um, well, but, still, still pretty, what was that, what's that, four years? Yeah. Yeah, so it's still pretty, pretty big change. Yeah, it's, I. the big thing for me has been um, pictures and video, way yeah. better. I mean. Wait, wait till you take a picture at night. Yeah, I've heard, <laughs> I heard it's pretty good. I Sometimes I go out and uh, so Mars has been very high up and very bright in the sky at the moment um, here. Where Mars has not been this close to us for about 10, 11 years, and it's really prominent in the sky. And I took some pictures of it the other night. And first of all, I couldn't believe how how much the rest of the street came out in the light in the night mode photo. I mean, it, it looks it looked like twilight, even though it was like eleven o'clock at night. And secondly, there was a whole load of stars that came out in the photo that I couldn't really see on the night, but night mode was able to pick them up. So the the sky looked even better than I thought it did at the time. It's amazing. It's uh, amazing technology we have nowadays, no question. Yeah. Um, you know what the biggest change for me is? I mean, obviously the speed and all that. Yeah. Uh, and it's a bigger screen. It's a smaller phone with a bigger screen. Yeah. It's not quite edge to edge, but it pretty much is. Yeah. Um, the biggest change for me is the feel of the phone. You know... I I saw the early things that it's it's got the square squared feeling to it, yep. more like an iPhone four. Mm-hmm. It really does, and it feels really good in my hand. Yeah, um, I, I I think I think it's a better form factor. I was I, like I the uh, I was like I had an iPhone SE for some time um, yeah. that was basically the the it's iPhone, iPhone five. It was a, yeah. Yeah, the 5S shell with yep. updated internals. Um, and I always really liked the feel of that. And I've just ordered a, an iPad Air, the new iPad Air, and that also has the same thing. I'm looking forward to that as well. Um, yeah. I think it's those, those flat feel. sides is, is a good, it's a, a nice to grip with. Yep, I agree 100%. Yeah, it feels more secure in my hand. Uh, it's way easier. Or I, it seems more secure in the cradle in the car. Mm-hmm. Uh, although it's not as easy to pull out because, you know, with the rounder sides, it pops right out. Yeah. This one, I actually have to work at it for a second or squeeze the clamp in the back to open it up in the front to pull the phone out easier. Mm-hmm. But I, to be honest with you, though, I'm very, very impressed with the iPhone 12 Pro. Now, I got the 256 because I would run out of space occasionally or I'd get right to that edge where the phone would bitch at me. 
But yeah. I had a 64 gig before because mm-hmm. I was taking a lot of pictures, a lot of them for work, a lot of them here at home or when we go somewhere. And I wouldn't always delete them right away. And Julie was having even worse of a problem with it. Um, so she got the 128 and I got the 256. And um, using her phone and my phone, they feel identical. Yeah. There's no real difference. It Looking says, at the screen, has it a prior? it's about the same. No, hers is the regular, regular 12. twelve. Yeah, okay. Um, <clears throat> screen wise, they to my fifty year old eyes, they seem the same. I think they are the same, and I think the the old the old ones, the elevens, the uh, the non pro ones had LCD, and then mm-hmm. the the bigger ones, the uh, pro ones had OLED. I think they're all OLED now. So yeah, I well, think they're all the same screen. Yeah, it, it looked exactly the same to me. It, as far as speed, they both feel the same. Uh, pictures are. I can't really tell a whole lot of difference except mine does higher resolution. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's I'm very happy with it. So for anybody who is looking for a recommendation, should you get the new iPhone? Depends on how old your other iPhone is. If you've got an 11, probably not. Yeah. Uh, if you've got uh, an XR or an 8, yeah, you you definitely want this new phone. Mm-hmm. It, it is. It's all that and a cup of butter. <laughs> that's, a, that's a very nice phrase. Hmm. I was uh, surprised by yeah. something today. Go on then. I'm going to send you a screenshot. I rebooted my machine because Dave and I tried to record a few minutes ago, and it didn't work because he was hearing nothing but static. Yep. So, um, I just I'm, I just sent you a screen grab as I rebooted my computer. Ah. Okay. So I that kind of surprised me. Well, well, there's a couple of things that surprise me. <laughs> Quite a few. First thing that actually pops out to me is that um, what what version of uh, of OS ten you want running? Oh, I don't know. Not the latest one. Uh, I think so. Yeah, because uh, ten fifteen seven, which is Catalina. That's the newest one. Catalina. Yeah, that was funny because in Catalina they don't call it the trash; they call it the bin. And yet, this error thing says the the, the screen grab that um, Tim has sent me is a, a warning message saying Amazon Music app will damage your computer. You should move it to the trash. This file was downloaded on an unknown date, and there's a tick box about reporting malware to Apple to protect other users. Of I course, find that I find that interesting that it's Amazon Music that it picked up as malware. Yeah, I mean. I, I mean, the, the conspiracy theory would be, oh, it competes with Apple Music, and so Apple's going to say it's horrible and you must get rid of it. I'm sure it's probably something to do with app signing or something like that, rather than it being... I always like to assume um, inco- incompetence or stupidity rather than conspiracy. In the first um, I would agree with that. I, I also <laughs> think that some people may say, wow, it's the same week that that happens... Um, the Apple card stopped working on Amazon. Yeah, there was that as well, wasn't there? Um, though uh, I believe wasn't the rumor that that was some just some sort of bug in the pay processing end, rather than again a deliberate Spiracy. policy decision. Yeah, you know, because because from Amazon's point of view, I mean, the uh, Apple card is just another credit card. It's actually got. I mean, it's not an. It may be called the Apple card. It's actually run by. Um, um, is it is it Chase who run the uh, Apple no, Card? No, I don't think it's Chase. It's somebody, but yeah. it doesn't matter. But yeah, it, it doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah, it's, but the thing is, to to them, it's not Apple. You know, right? It's it's just another another credit card. Um, I guess. 
they said it was an error. They were yeah. fixing to resolve it. There's no way that Amazon doesn't want people to spend money. I mean, <laughs> they, they, uh, yeah, they, they, that's all they want is the sale. They don't really care how you pay for it. They shouldn't do. No. If it was Apple so, Pay and they were having to fork over 30% of the transaction to Apple, that might be a different manner, but this is not the case with the card. No. You well, I, I posted that screen grab now to Facebook and uh, Twitter. We'll let yeah. people have fun with it there. I've got to be honest. I, I'm i surprised you're running the Amazon Music app on your computer. Uh, I used to be. Uh, I was a subscriber, but then I unsubscribed because um, I got a free trial to Apple Music. Right. And once that trial expired, of course, they started charging me. Yeah. But I found that I was actually using Apple Music and mm-hmm. I wasn't, I stopped using Amazon Music. So why pay for Amazon Music? Yeah, no, no, that's true. But e- even so, I'm just, for me, I never run these apps on my computers. I always run them on my phone, on my tablet, because I just find it easier to listen to music of those and pipe the music to, you know, a speaker or something like that. I, I, I never. I'm I just I'm never the sort of person who plugs a set of headphones into my computer and listens to music on there. Because uh, then you get yeah, all the I don't either. Well I do sometimes. Yeah, if I but, really want to listen to music, yes, because my headphones sound so good. Yeah, but you can plug your headphones into your phone, couldn't you? No. No without a freaking adapter. Right, so that's not so hard. Or yeah, which I mean, doesn't come with the iPhone anymore. All uh all my headphones are Bluetooth anyway, so um I don't have that issue. Yeah, I've got a um, but, pair of AKGs on right now that I've yet to find a pair of Bluetooth headphones that sound as good. Yeah, well, you, you probably won't, to be honest. But um, uh, the the but the thing is uh, the as well what I what I don't like about having um, music on my computer is that all the notifications and everything that go on the computer. If you're browsing the web and there's a pop up pop up ad or a pop up video, which is uh, an inf- increasingly frequent annoyance then that will that will go over the top of your music and i hate that let's uh jump into more geek fair no what do you think about this rumor that the two previous spider-mans were negotiating to be in the new spider-man movie well i'm i'm not sure i mean obviously we we had the we had the news that um, Jamie Foxx was going to reprise his role as Electro um, from from the uh, Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movies. And and that kind of caused a bit of head-scratching. And, and so when you hear this as well, you start thinking, oh, this sounds like they're going to do what um, what they're talking about um, doing on the on the Batman flick. Uh, sorry, the, uh, the Flash flick where they're going to do a multiverse thing and bring them all together. Yeah, and unify them, and of course we've heard that Star Wars is thinking about doing this, and you know what a surprise that uh, I suppose Sony has a more legitimate—I'm not going to say rights, but but might be more inspired to do this because they did Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, which was a huge hit, a huge success, and they actually pulled off multiple different versions of the character in one movie, um, you know, quite successfully. So I guess they may be going down that line. I just, I, I don't, I, well, I've said this before, I don't understand why. You know, it's a it's a thing that the comics have done frequently because they want to, well, they want to ditch parts of their continuity. 
Um, and also sometimes, you know, it, it, there's a bit of fan service there in bringing in the versions of the characters by different writers and different um, different artists into the same book. Um, yeah. But, uh, and obviously comics like to do big event things because it, it you know, it's weird the that they would do. They, it's weird that they would do fan service in such a, um, oh, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, the, the people that pay their salaries. Yeah, that's it. Why? Why would you want to appease those people? I mean, that's well, kind of stupid yeah, but, uh, when you no, think but about I've, it. I've had, I've had, I've had this argument with you before. My, uh, my take on this is that the fans, the true fans, who kind of really get um, thrilled by this sort of thing, are a tiny minority. The people who pay no, money to go not. see these pictures. I don't. They I one hundred percent No, they're not. They're just not. Yeah, you're telling me this, that all the people that went to see Star Wars. Didn't already see a bunch of Star Wars movies before. It's I, asinine. I think I think it's the the fans of the fans of the fans are the ones who really get juiced by the idea of merging continuities and fixing continuity problems and explaining things that that happened four movies back uh, and, and trying to trying to make them kind of all fit into a narrative. I think I think those sorts of people are very few and far between. They they are the people like you and me, but we are not representative of the uh you can't i set, think we can't, are nowadays you can't, when it well, comes I don't, to i don't the, think you what's can going you on can in s- hollywood it's people like us and everybody else is becoming people like us because we're all consuming <laughs> this kind of content we I have been for I, years yeah i think an awful lot of people uh who who goes to the gate when you when you're getting ticking sales of over a billion dollars I think you are deluding yourselves if you think the majority of those ticket sales are people who are interested in the tiny nitpicking bits of continuity or are bothered that they've seen this character with a different actor before and it's not the same continuity. I think I think they, they don't care. You know, it's just to say, look at um look at Star Trek, okay, the the Star Trek reboot that JJ Abrams did. Yeah. The people who went to see that yeah, they were perfectly willing to accept that this was um, different character, different actors playing the same characters, and they they didn't have a problem with the fact that the ship looked different. They didn't have a problem with the fact that the um, the aliens were different. You know, they just wanted to go and see a Star Trek movie. Now that was one where particularly they tried to uh, on a soft, on a pretty soft level. Yeah, because it wasn't too much in your face until sort of like the second act when they when they brought the brought the old Spock in, that um you know that they they kind of merged two continuities well, so two first, universes. That was the um, first act. That was that was the first new Star Trek movie. Yeah, right. But okay. the, but what I'm saying is I is if they I um, I would say that movie would have been just as successful if they hadn't bothered doing that at all and it had just been a a general. I Star don't think Trek, so. General Star Trek story with new actors. I think playing people the same enjoyed characters. it more because they saw that I, character. I think you know. Well, that is the difference. People enjoyed it more. The people who were into that enjoyed it more. I know plenty of people went to say that movie and kind of went, "Oh yeah, it was interesting." They had the other Spock in it, you know. Right. But but it was interesting. It it didn't. It, you know, they wouldn't have been up in arms if it hadn't been done. And I think this is the difficulty. Is I think a lot of people in the studios now are, are saying there is a problem here that must be fixed which no, is i don't we've think they're saying a problem i think they're saying 
hey, wouldn't it be cool if we get these actors and put them on screen at the same time? Uh, the, We've had my, a whole bunch of these movies. Yeah. This would be cool. My, how, well, my, how do we do that? Well, my issue I don't know. Is, There's like yeah. a multiverse. My issue Boom, with done. it is pulling off and explaining a multiverse is a really big, geeky topic that I suspect a lot of people are going to say. Yeah, you know and, what, this and is... laser swords are not a big geeky No, topic. well, they're not. They, the point about the laser sword, they, the, the lightsaber is, and, and that actually the lightsaber is a very, very good example of this. A perfect example of this. Thank you very much for proving my point. Because no, you're not going in to. The first, <laughs> in the first Star Wars movie, right, the lightsaber was not explained. It was just a thing. It was a thing. Obi-Wan gives it to... Um, Gives it to uh, to uh, Luke, and he says, "This was this is the weapon of a Jedi, yeah. This, this, was, this was this was this was your father's. This was your father's. He right. doesn't go. Oh, you know, your father had to go on a quest to find a certain crystal with with Force Link powers, and um, you know, but this was w- he this would was, have if the movie would have been about the lightsaber. Well, no, that's the point my point. Is, my, no, you're you're missing my point. My point is the lightsaber is perfectly." perfectly able to be conceptualized by anybody watching that movie without any explanation and it is not explained at all throughout the rest of the movie it's just a thing certain people use right and it was and and in the second movie it was the same and at the end of the second so movie you don't the, think it's important that they explain it no i don't think it is at the end so of the second movie at the end of the Ray second movie a freaking dagger uh, i'm sorry i'm within my two minutes i'm uh, within my two minutes mr trump you can't interrupt me um in the second movie, Luke loses that lightsaber because he has his hand cut off by Darth Vader. And in the third movie, he's built a new one, right? Which is a different colour. Again, nobody needs to explain, you know, because it's not the sort of thing that you need to explain. It's all right, Luke lost his lightsaber, so we went out and got a new one. You know, it's it's obvious that that's what it is. It's only the um the fan service that came through the uh, what is now non-canon um, additional universe where people started writing about it, that all this mythology was built up around the journey a Jedi goes on to get a lightsaber. And to, to start coming along and now trying to jam that into the Star Wars movies adds no value at all to most Except people who watch Star Wars. It's a, it's a geeky side reference. And, you know, and nowadays we only get excited because they take something that was non-continuity and they make it part of the continuity. And all the geeks who know about that go, oh, isn't that great? You know, look, they're, they're, they're recognising what the fans wrote and all that sort of thing. But it's not necessary for the stories. And just in... And, and that's kind of what I'm saying. Most people watching Star Wars don't give a damn where the lightsaber came from, how it works, what its limitations are, what the technicalities are, because that's the whole thing once you start getting Unless into Unless they ex- make a movie about it, and then the movie explains yeah, but it's, that and it, makes it interesting. But, it, so. but it, that the problem is to make that interesting is really, really hard. You have to well, be an exceptional writer. Movies are not writer. an easy thing to do. Yeah, they're I not. Mean, but, movies are hard. Movies are hard, but the thing right. is, the difficulty is we're, we're then, every time somebody attempts this, they run the risk of screwing it up. And what bothers me at the moment is we now have a multiverse trend going on in this part of the well, movie Hold on, universe. your two minutes is up. So here's my, here's my <laughs> counter to what you just said then. Right then. So according to you, the thing doesn't matter. It's about the movie, right? Okay, yep. great. So why did everyone hate the fact that Ray has some dagger that magically, if she stands on the right spot, will point exactly where she has to go. Um, everyone was like, well, that's stupid. Why? Because they didn't explain it the way they should have. The thing actually does make a difference. 
Um, no. I would argue that the lightsaber did have meaning, that he didn't have to explain how it was made. No, but it had meaning. It was his father's. There was a personal connection to it. It drew him closer to his father and his past and what his future is going to be. It set him on his journey to become a Jedi. So actually the lightsaber was extremely important. Oh, I'm now, not saying this, it. I'm, I'm, you, you, you're twisting my words, sir. No, because then saying, if they I'm come out with another movie, no, but if they come out with a movie called lightsaber and the movie is awesome, it, it's all about, this guy's journey to create a lightsaber to save his village. He's not a Jedi, but he, he's a, a student of who the Jedi were, if you will. And there's a, a, a bad baron who's taking over the set the city and he's going to create a lightsaber to try to save his family. And there's a big showdown and everybody applause and it's awesome. But the whole second act is him building this lightsaber, the journey to get the crystal, to put it together correctly. It, and it's awesome. Everybody agrees it's awesome. Well, well they just did a whole <laughs> new movie about the thing. Right. And you, it's lip you, service yeah. because they're using content that was created uh, as fan service. All of these movies are fan service. All of them. Well, now, I'm, what there I'm are saying casual is, fans yeah. and then there's hardcore fans. And right. I think Star Wars has done a great job of kind of you know going right between those two things han solo is a good example right or just <laughs> solo I, I, well i could i could they, use solo they, as an example of what they how they, that shows exactly how you can screw this stuff up but it, but go on i'll let you make your point first so with solo we heard about all these little things and they tried to make a movie that showcases these things all of the things that han solo had talked about you know, the Kessel Run and that sort of thing, and Lando and getting the ship. That all happened in a very short window. And it was a very short window that was very important to Han Solo's character and his growth. And we get to see it in a movie. Now, you can argue one way or another whether it's a good movie. Some people loved it. I didn't like it so much because I just didn't buy the actor in the, in the role. Um, but, you know, when you go back and watch that movie, it's actually not too bad. It mm. isn't. It, it's, I disagree. It's one of the uh, what's what's bad about it? I mean, it has a lot of action. Uh, the acting is pretty good. I believe the guy yeah. is a young Lando. The story, um, the, but the story is terrible. The story is, and and this is the problem. The story is terrible because the story is constrained, but because it wants to hang the movie on a few throwaway lines from a script from forty years ago. Right. Look, look at the Kessel Run's example. This is exactly what I'm talking about. Everyone's gone on for years. Yeah. Everyone in geek circles. Oh, the Kessel's Run was done in nine parsecs. Well, how does that make sense? Because parsec is a unit of time. It's not a unit of time. It's a unit of distance. Right. And the reason it doesn't make sense is because when he wrote it, George Lucas either didn't know or didn't care that a parsec was a unit of distance. Right. He just thought it sounded cool when Han Solo said it. And you know what? It did. If you're right. a braggadocio starship um, uh, pilot who wants to show off how cool you are, you know, oh, I'm the only one who's ever done the Kessel Run in nine parsecs. It sounds cool. In fact, it sounds a lot cooler than the story that was presented in Solo, which frankly was pretty bloody lame. Yeah, it really was lame. It looked lame, it sounded lame, and it made the act of the Kessel Run look lame. And, and in fact, in my imagination, the Kessel Run in nine parsecs was, you know, I heard him say that and I thought, wow, 
that must have been that must have been you know um a, a feat of speed and daring and pilotry and all of these sort of things and then when i had it shown to me in that movie i thought this is this is crap and that's the problem because you are you are taking your storytelling and constraining it the most interesting thing in solo was a stuff that was new yeah like the, so um, if they want to like, call like, it the like, castle run you think it would have been better uh, no, I, th- I think that I think that whole thing was a bad idea, and I think th- by taking uh, taking a one piece of dialogue and trying to spin a whole section of a movie out of it, that is a really really bad idea. Unless you're a really good story writer, and this is my point, none of these things. Your because your your argument was about with the lightsaber thing. I was they go and do this and they go and do that and he builds a lightsaber and he saves the village and he saves the family and everything and they, and it's awesome. You're predicating on assuming that having the execution of that idea will be awesome. My concern with all of this is not the fact that the ideas themselves can't be pulled off; it's that they won't be pulled off because most well, of the people that's true. Most of, of the people, yeah, but, but most of the people, unfortunately, who are driving these decisions, yeah, have got dollar size in their eyes and they yeah, and we've, forbid. we've seen but we've, we've seen this particularly in the star wars universe where they come up with with some good concepts and then they botch the execution via either studio interference or hiring the wrong people but that and, has nothing to do with the idea of what would it be like if the spider-man yeah all but in the well, same let, thing. let me give you another example the problem is 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 when the idea yeah is, is the idea is complex and then you have to execute it. It's much harder to pull it off. The best, in my view, the best type of entertainment is when the the elevator pitch, the concept, is so simple, yeah, that um, that it, it it can it can drive a whole movie out of it, and and you can you can pull it off properly. I read an article recently about the um, about the gestation of Back to the Future, right? And the gestation of the Back to the Future was that. Bob Zemeckis, yeah, went home one Christmas, and he was look. He was uh, they they was looking through his father's high school yearbook, right? And he saw a picture of his father. He found that he was um, president of some club, and he was the oh, I think he was class president or something like that. Uh, and he looked at his father, and his father looked very kind of tight up and straight laced. And he started wondering, you know, if I was back in high school with my father, would I even be friends with him? Would I even like him? You know, would how would we interact? And the whole of Back to the Future came out of, you know, what would happen if you go back and if you go back and meet your parents in high school, right? And right. the whole franchise basically has been built built off that. Now that is an example of whether you take a high concept idea and then you build it in a way that works. Nobody can argue whether you like it or you don't like it. I think nobody can argue that Back to the Future as a movie really, really worked. Yeah. So you don't think the high concept of someone going, wonder what, wonder what would happen if all these people, all these different Spider-Mans that were in different movies all met in the same movie. I wonder what that would well, be like. Well, the problem you is that... that's a that, very compelling I, I don't, idea? I don't think... Yeah, I don't think that is... I think that's a that's not a high concept. That's a quite complicated concept. And the difficulty is going to be that they're then well, going to have to... Well, everything... Tr- dude, you're, you just use Back to the Future saying, well, that's a high concept and hard to explain. You just no. said, oh, a fucking time travel movie is oh, a very easy concept. Are you kidding me? You got fucking Libyans, you got... 
uh, a DeLorean that's been built and they got to get the special fuel and they got to hit the thing at the right. Talk about complex. And then they made three movies out of it. But the, the point is, is that <clears throat> it's the, is the, the, the execution the, is key. Yes. A hundred percent agree. The, but that yeah. doesn't mean that because it's fan service makes it any less of a high concept. I think the problem is, is the rules the writers have to con- comply with. In Back to the Future is different. They made their own rules. The only you reason every movie. The only reason they put constraints on the way the time machine worked in um, Back to the Future was to set up um, set up the uh, the end delivery of the difficulty in getting him back to the future. That's it's every actually, movie like it's this. It's actually in the, in the title of the movie, right? But the thing is, they were working within their own rules. The difficulty they, they is when do. you when you um, start doing all the multiverse stuff, is you're not working within your own rules you can't make it make it your the way you want it to be you've got to make it make it to the way that the previous movies have done and that the studio wants and the comic book guys are involved as well say you can't do this you can't do that and what happens in that situation is you end up with at best mediocre movies at worst terrible movies and only every now and again do you get something that actually pulls it off that's yeah? every look movie at, you just described at, well, no, i'm sorry we've talked time and time again on this show and on other shows uh, the, about the difference between the marvel cinematic universe and the dc cinematic universe and that is exactly illustrates my point no yeah? it is doesn't. that it does because marvel just basically went and did this and they did it in a certain way and they pulled it off spectacularly. They've made billions and billions of dollars out of it. And nine times out of 10, every one of those movies has worked really, really well. And it's because of the choices they've made and the, um, the guidance they've given and the people they've hired and the actors they've hired and the way it's been done and the way it's hung together. Yeah. And then you've had, um, Warner brothers try to do exactly the same thing with the DC universe and it's been a flipping car crash. But and you're they telling didn't me do it exactly you're the telling, same thing. That's what I'm saying. You're they, telling me that, that when somebody takes one of these ideas and tries to pull it off, that everyone's gonna pull it off like Marvel did. I just don't I don't buy it. And I'd rather than recognise that and say, you know what, let's go in a different direction. Let's do something different. Nobody is begging to see Tom Holland on the same screen with the Andrew Garfield Spider Man and the um Oh, what was the first guy called? Uh, Andrew Garfield. No, before Andrew Garfield. Oh, Who's the first um, guy? Anyway, Toby Maguire. Toby Maguire, right? Nobody's asking to see those three Spider-Mans together. Quite apart from the fact that Toby Maguire is now 25 when years old. you say old. nobody, who's nobody? What, no, who are you okay, talking about? Nobody wants it. We've, we've just had... Two successful Spider-Man movies without Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire, and nobody and went. You don't oh, think you know a what? kid wants the to see that? The only thing that only thing that would have been better about those if they is that they'd shoehorn the older Spider-Mans in as well. Yeah, nobody's asking for that because it's it's bizarre. Nobody's saying, you know what? I want to see um, the Maltese Falcon. I want to see a remake of the Maltese Falcon. Well, with, there's hardly with the, any fans of the Maltese with the, Falcon. With, it's it's one of the greatest. And they do the and what and your argument you're about to make is is actually not true because a lot of these remakes they have a freaking cameo by one of the older guys in it a cameo is different than building the movie around them the being in it yeah if you, if you get frankly if you're going to do a cameo and you're going to shoehorn andrew garfield in uh right well you're, you're trying as, to say shoehorn the movie's built around the premise of maybe these characters then all that is interact. then that is not a cameo 
right? right. A cameo is something different. It's, and you're going, oh, well, when they put a cameo in, a cameo in is a tiny little bit of fan service. And you, the point about cameo is you can take it or leave it. When you see Dan Aykroyd driving a cab in the, uh, in the Ghostbusters reboot, you know, the people who know who he is and know he's in the original movie, you can go, huh, that's funny, right? Which is but everybody. if they build the entire movie around Dan Aykroyd driving the cab, then everyone's going to go, what the hell is this? Why do I want to see this? So you don't think that, uh, uh, it, let's say that the rebooted Ghostbusters was actually good. It's not. It's horrible. But let's pretend that it was a really good movie and they've already made a sequel. And that one was almost as good. We enjoy them a lot. Okay. Yeah. I know that's a hard concept because it's an awful movie. But so, okay, so the third movie comes out, and it starts in the present day, and the one girl shoots the beam, and somehow it opens a black hole, and the original cast comes through. You, you and By what you say, nobody wants to see that. Nobody cares no, about that. No, why do they want to see that? Because What's it's the, the original cast that we love. You well, keep, yeah, you keep all, thinking all, that we all, only <laughs> have to have something new and that we should forget about everything right. that came before. So, so they're all but old yet, men. They're all old right. men. One of them's dead. Yep. <laughs> so so how does that add? The The problem is, is that is that it really kind of smacks to me of lazy storytelling. It's like, I think it, you know, I think it smacks of what people would really enjoy seeing. And that's we, what you keep seeing to, to bypass, that we like... These old stories. How many times have you watched Star Wars? How yeah, many times I, have we watched the Avengers movies? I mean, we love these movies. We love the characters. What's wrong with creating a new movie that bridges what came before and what came now? I don't think there's anything. Now, of course, execution is everything. 100% agree there. But yeah. the concept of bringing Spider-Man from the other movies into the Marvel Cinematic Universe somehow through this one event, you keep acting like it's it, this is stupid. Taking these con- these these characters from all these different places and bringing them all together, yeah, that's they just did that in an animated Spider-Man movie, and we think it's one of the best movies that Sony's ever made when it comes to this genre. Yeah, so it's already been done. So why do it again? Because nobody knew those other characters. Nobody. Nobody knew Spider-Man Noir or Spider-Ham. Yeah, well, to be honest with you, that's part of what made it far more interesting to me than just seeing... This is another another thing, is you're going to bring... So, right, so like, let's, let's riff on what this might be. You're going to f- find some uh, pseudo-magical sci-fi whatever way excuse to bring um toby Maguire, who's who's now far too old to be spider-man but what the hell um i guess cgi or the mask will, will, will do that for you and andrew garfield and tom holland on the screen and ones what <laughs> what possible scene could we possibly set that requires three spider-man with the same powers versus one spider-man with the powers i i just to me it's just so boring Okay, so now we've got three Spider-Man. Uh, so because gonna, you can't think of gonna, a good idea. They're more. all going to look the same. Yeah. So, I'm glad you're so, not in charge of any Hollywood movies because you'd be like, oh, this sounds boring. Well, I it, I think sometimes saying no to, to what sounds like a cool idea has some merit to it. I don't... I and I'm don't sure they do it all the time. And we always complain that the people, the studios are making these movies are interfering instead of letting the creatives. And now you're saying... Yes, the studio should absolutely just say no because they're suits and they don't understand the creative process. They don't well, understand fan service. I so, think, I ah, think, they not, I think no. the reason they've come up with this idea is because they've seen into the Spider-Verse and they say, if we do that in live action, we'll make the same money again. And, and yeah. I just, I don't think it's going to work. 
I don't think it's well, going to work. I, and, well, and having well, already seen... Well, that's your seen, opinion, but that doesn't mean it's not going to work. I have, happen to think it would really work extremely well. When I mentioned this to Cole, who's seen all of the Spider-Man movies, I said they're, they're talking about possibility of the... Uh, Spider-Man movies from the the first guy and the second guy meeting the third guy, and he went, "Ooh, that sounds cool." The idea now, is cool. Go to Alexander and say, uh, "Hey, what do you think about all these the different guys who've played Spider-Man? They all come to together on this in this one movie." I bet he says that sounds cool. I bet he doesn't go, "Oh, it sounds dumb. I don't want to see these characters that I enjoyed in other movies in this movie too." Of course he's going to think it's cool. You know why? Because it's cool. It's a great idea. Mm, it's I awesome. I don't if, think it if is. they can pull now, it off, if these... it's a good movie, I think you will eat crow and you'll be like, yeah, you know, this shouldn't have worked because, well. Maybe, maybe uh, I'm quite prepared to do that. I'd, I'd also say as well, particularly around Spider-Man. And I will is... also say that if you look at Marvel's track record, who's making this movie? It's not Sony. It's Marvel. It's Marvel Cinematic Universe. I, I don't understand why you think that this is going to be shit. When the, their history would suggest otherwise, they know what they're doing with these movies. They know what they're doing with the plot. They have long-term plans, um, and they're not afraid to take risks with these characters. I mean, they introduce a god, Thor. How do you fit the mythology of Asgard and Norse mythology into the cinematic Marvel universe? Guess what? They freaking did it. In fact, the third Thor movie, I would argue, is one of the best of all of the... Number one, it's the by far the best Thor movie, but yep. it's one of the best Marvel Cinematic movies. And guess what they did? They brought the Hulk in. Well, why do they have to bring the Hulk in? Get a new character. Ugh, this sounds stupid. Come on, man. This is Marvel. And this you're telling me if Marvel takes the characters that's already played Spider-Man, which we agree, the first Amazing Spider-Man was pretty decent... It's not great, but it was pretty decent. The second one was terrible with Electro. It's just an awful movie. But Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man was good. And he's got such passion for this character. I mean, there was pictures of him dressed as a kid as Spider-Man. Yeah. And then the first two, first three Spider-Mans, the third one is awful. Yep. But the first two are really good, especially Dr. Octopus. So imagine yep. what Marvel could do with these already established Spider-Men. They're older. They can act as mentors to this guy. Maybe there's a big sacrifice scene where one of them actually dies. Could you imagine that? Oh, my God. Uh, and this is Marvel, dude. And you keep you keep heart. This is a horrible idea. And it, it's, it's too complex. And number one, I think audiences are a little smarter than you think. Number two, everyone's seen those Spider-Man movies. So it's not fan service unless you count fans as people who enjoyed the movies, in which case, yeah, of course, it's fan service. That's kind of their business is to build fans and keep the old ones coming back. I think it's a brilliant idea. I have all the confidence in the world of Marvel pulling this off. If anybody can, now if it was Sony doing it, oh screw that! No, I have well, no confidence. So, but this is Marvel, right? So I'll I'll take your point that Mar if Marvel's in charge, there's a higher chance of it working than and they Sony. are in charge. Right, they're 100 percent doing it. This is not Sony. This is Marvel. That's I think it's a I think it's an amazing idea. I, I think. Sony would do wise to let Marvel do whatever the hell they want with these characters and stay the hell out of it. Just just get a percentage. You guys get money for it since you, you know, basically bought the rights to these characters years and years and years ago when Marvel was destitute. But let Marvel actually make the movies. They've already shown they know what the hell they're doing. I mean, if if Warner Brothers was smart, and they're not, because they're ruining Harry Potter and they're ruining 
DC as well. But if they were smart, they would let Marvel take over the DC universe. Keep them separate. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to see the superheroes from DC interacting with Marvel. I don't. It, it, they're just too different. Um, yeah. And they and they're different worlds. So it's too that ship has sailed unless they reboot everything. But let the people at Marvel do what they did with Marvel characters with DC. And you just get a cut. You get 25% of every dollar made on those characters. Same with Sony. 25% of to do nothing. Nothing. You have nothing to do with it. You just get a royalty. You're 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 giving them a, a, an opportunity to print money for you. To do nothing. That would be by far the best course of action for both of those franchises. Let, let the creative geniuses, and let's be honest, geniuses that are creating these Marvel movies, which, by the way, cater to fan service in every single one, including little snippets of a name here and there, just to keep the hardcore fans happy. But the rest of them don't know. Um, why wouldn't you do that? Just Just do that. And as an audience, we get to see these three Spider-Men on film at the same time. That's just freaking cool because guess what? All three of those actors are actually really good actors. You give them a good script, a good concept, let them execute it, and everybody's happy. I don't yeah. see why the curmudgeon on you wants to come out and go, no, oh, I the just, concept of multiverse I just, crap. I just, I just have little faith in them pulling it off well, particularly when Sony's involved. That's that's my concern. That's always my concern. But that's not this. what you said. You said the idea of is just too complex to pull off. I, I think I, totally I think disagree. It, I think it is really complex to pull right. off. I think I think you need to be at the upper end of the caliber of writer, director, and producer to actually pull it off and make it. A you mean like Marvel? Movie. Well, you mean like Marvel? Yeah, I, I think even with Marvel, Marvel has made some movies that worked and some that didn't work as well. So as we'll, well, not bad. We'll, yeah, no, I, I, and I said that before. I said Marvel's right. pulled it off well, better than go. most. So why are yeah. what, what's your concern? Well, because Sony, if, Sony if, is still if Marvel can pull off Avengers: Infinity War, where they have pretty much every character that they've ever had in movies in one movie and i think we can both agree it is a brilliant movie the last yeah. avengers movie is unbelievable why yeah. because they put the right people in charge i yeah. don't understand why you don't think that they're doing that because because so, they, they're not they're not doing it in their own purview they're working with sony so well, they has, had two with the marvel with spider-man as it is yeah, well, that that wasn't involved. What Sony perceives to be be more of their of their patch. When you're talking about bringing Sony's own Spider-Man characters into the retired movies, characters, really? they're, they're not active I characters bet, for Sony. I, I, bet, I bet they don't view them as retired. They I view them they as do. their property. And you know what? What this is the sort of thing where once the once you go down this road, then Sony goes, mm, you know what? We've got uh, we've got that Venom character who who did pretty well for us. You know, can you get him in there somewhere? Uh, what about Morbius? We want to we want to uh, get get uh, Morbius and on there as well because uh, you know we've got Morbius two coming out next year. It'd be really good to do that. This is this is where you end up if you're not careful. Now, can, can Marvel and Disney resist all of that? I don't know. It all depends on the terms of their contract and exactly who from Sony on is going to be working on this project. But this is this is the problem. It can be the thin end end of a wedge, and once you embark on it. Yeah, then all of a sudden you find that all this rubbish comes out of the woodwork, woodwork you have to cater to, uh, and um, and it makes it harder. It much harder than if you're doing just your own story 
in your own way using your own rules. And that is the point, the only point I'm trying to make. And I'm really to, to summarize what I'm trying to say is this is high risk. Yeah. It is more likely to screw it up. So they should just completely play it safe and I'm not, not play it safe, but, but can't have it both ways, man. Huh? You can't have it both ways. I, I'm you either want them to take risks and make and potentially make amazing storytelling movies that's the likes of which we've never seen and we're blown away by it, like I don't know, everything in the last twelve years of Marvel, or you know what, just just play it safe. Not we're, play, we're happy not, with another Mary Poppins. There's a, it's a difference. There's a difference between playing safe, but just playing with your own, playing your own sandbox rather than inviting the bully from somebody else's to come play with you. Well, you know what they say about the bully: just go punch him in the face, and he'll stop messing with you. Well, and I think yeah, Marvel's but, already shown that they did that because remember, we almost lost Spider-Man in the Disney universe. It was a big disagreement. Remember? Yeah. Guess where Sony and Marvel are now? Right where we were. Why? Because the fans demanded it. At the end of the day, it's about the fans. It really is. And I think Marvel gets that. I think Disney gets that more than anybody. Are they all winners? No. Solo proved that yeah, maybe, you know, this wasn't yeah. the greatest idea. I, st- I still but don't But that think. doesn't mean you don't take the chance. You don't take the risks. That's why I'm excited about, what, there's seven Star Wars projects in the works right now for Disney+. Plus. Awesome, perfect, bring it on. Yeah, well, WandaVision yeah, and Marvel, but again, bring it on. How can I, I bring it on? I still think, I still think that kind of underlines my point. The reason that, that the stuff on the TV is working because they're doing their own thing. They're coming up with their own concepts. They play, and, and they play, they play lip service to fans all the time, though. They play lip service, but look it, at, look they're at, not. I, don't, I haven't seen Vision and Scarlet Witch yet, right? But guess yeah. what I did see? The classic Marvel character costumes. Now... Is it a serious moment in it? No, it looks like it's Halloween or something. Yeah. But it's still lip service. The casual fan's not going to yeah, know that, I oh, that's the guys from the comic uh, books. But we do, and it and it made it even more special. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 that's not what I'm trying to say. Uh, uh, I'm trying to uh, say uh, that the uh, TV uh, shows... Uh, uh, the TV you go ahead shows, for a second, because uh, I have to step away for one second. I'll be right yeah. back. He has to go and recharge his ego. Uh, the, uh, the TV shows are doing their own thing. They are not... Um, being constrained by the rules from a third party or the rules from a, a different a different part of the universe because things are being shoehorned together. Yeah, they're going their own way, and and you know I applaud the fact there's all these stuff all this stuff going on on Disney Plus because it's much less low risk. It's much more low risk. I the problem is you spend a, a billion dollars making and marketing a movie like the recent Star Wars movies, with bad ideas in, and we've all seen them, and then you put those up on the screen, and, oh, it's a disappointment, and it brings the entire kind of universe and franchise down. And that's that's my worry. That's my, my concern about this, is that they'll, they'll go with some of these things, uh, and these uh, properties that we all like, uh, that we all love in some, dis- some circumstances, will suffer from the fact that somebody had an idea and they couldn't pull it off. Uh, and um, <clears throat> I don't want to see that. I'd rather see them go and develop fresh ideas rather than kind of putting everything into into a vat, mixing it all together, and then coming out with an agglomerated story off the back of it and go, oh, it's got all the things you like in it. You must like, you must must be great. Like pizza. Yeah, well, yeah, but it's, yeah, pizza. Pizza, yeah, is, pizza. sums it up. Um, absolutely. You yep. get good pizza, you get bad pizza. 
Yeah, but you got to try new pizzas to figure out which you gotta ones try are the best. You've got to try new pizzas, but what you shouldn't do is take all the recipes of all the old pizzas and stick it all on one pizza and go, well, it's got everything you like on it now. It's got chocolate chips and pepperoni. You like both of those, so therefore put them together and it's going to be dynamite. But what if, but what if it is dynamite? How well, would you know unless yeah, you tried it? And, and that, there again is my point, is every now and again you find something you never thought would work and it's dynamite, but nine times out of ten it makes you vomit. True, and nine out of ten movies kind of suck. They're not very yeah, right. good. Okay, so yeah, but the, the thing is, is that we're not going to. But get, you got to try. You got to try, try, but but yeah, if, you, if we get nine bad Star Wars movies because of these bad ideas, there won't be a tenth. There won't be nine. There'll be two, and then they'll put it on the back burner. We'll never see anything again. And it's the same with Spider Man. If they if they pull it off, brilliant. Everyone's really happy. If they don't, then all of a sudden people go, oh, you know what? People are done with Spider-Man. We won't do that anymore. We'll put Spider-Man on the back burner and we'll go and, um, you know, go and go and build the next Hawkeye movie. Right. Which would be fine. Yeah. But at least they tried. Spider-Man Hawkeye. You know, because guess and, what? They're not going to be able to do this Spider-Man movie with three different Spider-Men from three different franchises. They're not going to be able to do this in 50 years. So <laughs> why not do it while you can still do it? If you've got a really good story, you've got a, a creative genius at the top of Marvel right now that yeah. really knows what he's yeah. doing, why not try it? You really, What's you the really, downside? Yes, here's the other problem. Right? If they do pull it off, uh-huh. and it's the world's best Spider-Man movie with three yeah. Spider-Man in, do you think Sony is going to go, all right, we did that, we're never going to do that again? <laughs> Sony are going to go, no, right. And I don't see a problem with that. When's until, three, until it when's, doesn't work. There's no problem with that. When's three Spider-Man 2 coming out? Right. When are you going to make that for us? Yeah. And so what's wrong with that? Yeah, you, 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 seem to, you, you seem to think that every movie executive has got the best interest of the fans at heart. No, he has one thing at heart, and that's making money. And guess what makes money better than anything? Movies that people enjoy. And I think that's what you no. keep forgetting. Oh, I don't know. I, I, it's, the point is, I don't think I'm going to enjoy these movies. That's why I'm complaining. Well, then they'll go watch them. But guess what? I'm going to. You know why? Because there's a chance that it's going to be really good, and I'm going to see something that, you know, is going to blow me away, that I'm going to enjoy yeah. sitting there watching the movie. At this point, frankly, seeing virtually any movie blow me away. Well, not in a theater, anyways. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But you mentioned um, you mentioned some of the uh, the Disney Plus shows coming up there. Mm-hmm. So um, it seems to be... In, Obviously, COVID has affected that, but it seems to have been a very long gestation period for these shows. Well, it is COVID. I, I can give yeah. you an example. Um, today, I this morning, I should say, um, a TV show occurred to me that I really miss. I thought about going back and maybe watching a couple episodes because I really, really enjoyed it, and that's the Orville. Yeah. And so I did a quick Google search, and it's COVID. COVID is... yeah. I mean, COVID really hit in March, and we're in October now, and right now we're seeing huge infection rates, and you know we're no closer to getting out of this as we were back in March. So yep. here we are, six, seven months later, um, same situation. Of course, it's affecting these shows. Yeah, it, it's affecting the writers, the actors. They can't all get together and and make great TV series when they're all under this. I mean, unless they're going to live in a bubble like they have in the NBA and the NFL. But yeah. even that, I mean. The yeah. makeup artists, the digital effects guys, the directors, the actors, the camera operators, the lighting. I mean, a, a typical three-camera setup comedy is probably 50 people. And yeah. you're gonna, how do you make an Orville? I mean, do you th- sets do you th- and- Yeah. Do you think that we run the risk of 
losing some shows because yes, 100%. Pe- people are going to go, oh, you know, actually thinking about it, the numbers on that show weren't really good enough. No, and- no I think we're going to lose some of these shows simply because um, other opportunities came around for people who are not working on that show because yeah. they're on furlough. I think that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Entropy more than anything. Yeah. Uh, but that's not to say what they go to work on next isn't going to be brilliant and great. So maybe the guy that's figured, you know what, I'm Seth MacFarlane, you know what, I, there's just too many people on Orville um, schedules and with COVID, I'm going to go do this other project. And he makes the next Breaking Bad because of it. Yeah. So, y- yes, I do think we're going to lose some shows long term. Absolutely. But I don't think that means that we're not going to have good shows anymore. I think good creators are always going to create good content. Yeah. And you're going to just get different content. Is it good or bad? I don't know. I mean, some things that we lost way too early. Um, it is is You can look back and go, what, what might have been? The prime example of that was the Josh Wheaton series. Yeah, Firefly. Firefly. Yeah, we get one episode or one season and one movie to wrap it up, and we all love it, right? I don't think there's any. I don't. I bet there's not one person that's listening to this episode going, "Ugh, I hated Firefly." Mm-hmm. A western in space. It was amazing. the The cast was great. The acting, the writing, the sets were pretty decent. It, it, I really, really enjoy it. Now, what's to say if they would have kept that going? By the fourth season, it was atrocious. And we don't look back now going, oh, I love that series, at least the first season. We go, yeah, it was okay. Yeah. A, a prime example of that, Lost. The first two seasons, amazing. Yeah. And then it yeah. got lost in the weeds, and it was just another That's exactly it. I mean, I, I loved the first two seasons of Lost. About halfway through season three, I just gave up on it because it... Yeah. You know, and, and we and find again, out years yeah. later that the, it was studio interference. Yeah, they it, they saw this thing was hugely popular, and hey, we want a, another three seasons. And the writers are like, oh, "Man, we don't have that much kind of actual content." Well, you'll figure it out. Nowadays yeah. is different, David. There is more power in the creative people now. Yeah, well, look at then they're at in what, the studios because they're what, saying, the, you know, this yeah. is going to be this is going to be three seasons, and that's it. Well, look at what Damon Lindelof did with Watchmen. He, exactly. he did one he did season, one season and then he said, it's done. I've mm-hmm. finished it. I've said everything I want to say. Yeah. You know. So that's a prime example of kind of my point that we need less studio interference. We need less people at the top going, well, this is kind of a high con Talk about a high concept. I mean, talk about a concept that you wouldn't think that the average fan of Watchmen would like or a non-fan of Watchmen were like, we're going to focus on uh, an atrocity that happened to black Americans in this town many years ago that almost nobody knows about, and we're going to base it on this superhero movie and comic book series from the 80s, uh, a movie from seven, eight years ago that wasn't very popular. Uh, yeah, but the, the clever thing about Watchmen was that actually by the end of the season, you realize it was all about the original comic book at the beginning, you think this is just like a, a you know, like a what if, what if spin-off of the universe, and you think it's relatively unrelated. And then by the end of it, you realise it's basically, it is absolutely a sequel to the comic book. Absolutely. And that yeah. was that was the clever thing about it is is that we kind of we were all misdirected, but right. um, you so know, the, but the yeah, creative but, but power having, is going ha- to the creatives now. Yeah. And I think that's why I'm more excited 
as an example for all these Star Wars projects coming out. Yeah. Kenobi, we know that Ewan McGregor loves the character, wants to return to it, and is excited, right? And you know that the people behind that series also loves the character. Everybody loves Obi-Wan Kenobi, and they want to make a killer TV series on it. Oh, I think the card can't. alone has proven that you could take yeah. an old character and give it new life. You can't take Obi-Wan Kenobi and make him a killer. That just doesn't work. I don't know. Does it? <laughs> um, I haven't seen that. Yeah. Obi-Wan assassin. Obi- I'm, uh, I'm down. <laughs> Obi-Wan do assassin, it. yes. <laughs> Let's do it. I'm, I'm, I'm all down for it. I mean, it, it gives way more weight to some of the little looks that uh kenobi gave to luke in those movies well <laughs> he was a secret he was Jedi a secret ninja, assassin you had no ninja idea. Assassin. <laughs> yeah, badass uh the, the bad bunch taking characters yeah. from the last season of clone wars these clones that were kind of defective and making them almost a, a special elite force that i i love that concept when i told cole they're coming out with that series after we watched it he was all down for it. He was like, "Oh, yeah. that's going to be cool." No, but again, I think, I think these these types of approaches illustrate my point: is they're taking no, established characters and unshackling them from some of the baggage. And you know, we've seen the Mandalorian. I when think you it's do taking that, established characters that are out there, or even these little known characters, and building something around them. Is building a great something concept. around them, yeah, that's not dependent completely on everything that's gone before it's just but in yes, the same it universe it, it does it, it, it absolutely let, does it lets the characters breathe a little bit more right. and i think that's more interesting and you don't think that they can do that with spider-man uh, i'm i as i said i'm i'm more worried about them pulling that off than, than that i look at but that's I've always watched, going to be the case pulling that watched, off is always going to be yeah the case. i know but the hard the harder you make <laughs> the harder you, you the concept you go in with the harder it is to pull it off that's all my point is is that sometimes rather than biting off more than you can chew it is no, worthwhile to they say you know what be trying this you were no, arguing I'm... for the fact that they shouldn't even try this because this is a high concept and nobody wants to see it that's exactly what you said that the, nobody wants to see these spider-men together uh, I, yeah, I would I, argue yes they do as, as long as they pull it off i think it could be well it, it could be awesome that, right? that's, and that's I do what, want to see that. And I think a lot what, of yeah, people want that, to see that. That's, well, that's what we'll see. Oh, but I, just one final example of this. I've just watched the first episode of the new season of Star Trek Discovery. Yeah, I watched and, the two, first two and, episodes. And immediately, because all of a sudden they've, they've unshackled themselves from all that continuity, the show feels like a different show. It does. A better, a better show because they've not had to, they don't have to think, oh, well, you know, this is only 10 years before Kirk and does the Enterprise look the same and how come nobody's ever heard these characters or these sh- or this ship or, and, it, and it's different drive and all of that and they've dumped all of that in one fell swoop and right, immediately which, the show feels better. Right. So you just argued for my point. No. Nope. Because if, you, if I would have told you, okay, what they're going to do, by the way, uh, you, you get done with season one. And I said, okay, what they're going to do, because you're arguing, well, I I want the continuity, Tim. I want to know, do they know about the Enterprise and why do things look different and why have we never heard of these characters? That's exactly what I'm not arguing for. No, you just did. So here's the thing. Yes, you did. Because you said, how come no one knew about these characters? No, no, yeah. that that was not the whole. That was not. You the said whole people arc. were complaining about that. People, yeah, geeks, fans, everything like that, and and in those 
circumstances. So the people who watch the show, yes. If, right. if this had been a Sony, if this had been a Sony movie, the Sony guys would have gone. We want everything that everybody liked about the old Star Trek. Let's bring in Kirk. Let's bring in Spock. Oh, hang on. Well, they, they did, did that. They did they that. They did that. And then yeah. they brought they brought the original captain back. They oh, guess what? They brought the Enterprise back. Yeah. They, so they did exactly. They. I don't. They, I, you, know, you said you know they what? don't. I don't do, think that last season. I don't think that last season was particularly improved for them doing that. I really um, don't. I don't think and the I last think, season was I think was what they've done now regardless. by dropping all of that and putting the ship in a completely different timeline, which means that um, yeah, they don't all have of a sudden to worry they about did exactly any continuity what you don't see. is far better. Right. So you just argued my point. No, I'm arguing They my took a point. high concept. Okay, now they're way in the future. Yeah, but it is a simple concept. It basically says you don't have to worry about any other Star Trek continuity. Right. What we've been arguing about is is Sony taking a whole load of other unrelated continuities and putting them into their new movie. But and make, you don't trying know to make that's that work. Doing. That's exactly what they're point. saying is they're taking these characters from other continuity and putting them in this one. I don't think or maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's maybe the movie isn't about these characters coming into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Maybe it's the opposite. Maybe it's the new Spider-Man, Tom Holland going through some kind of a, a warp tunnel and visiting these other movies, these other cinematic movies universe, if you will, that he does go see Ter- Tobey Maguire, who's a, a retired, bitter Luke Skywalker-like Spider-Man. He doesn't even dress as Spider-Man anymore, and Tobey Maguire has to inspire him to put on the digs, and then whoop, he's through another wormhole, and here's Andrew Garfield at the height of an adult Spider-Man, badass, kicking ass um kind of a mentor figure more for tom holland before tom holland finally returns to the marvel cinematic universe to complete and beat the bad guy he has to in his I own think, timeline i think that's the plot of the new um star wars christmas special it is yeah and the ewoks <laughs> are the ones that are traveling through time uh, gathering droids so they can all fight um the assassin obi-wan who's being mind by darth maul <laughs> Still think I still think Assassin Obi Wan has legs. I right. definitely do. So I I think through this entire um, debate, I've won. Uh, I, I because think you've you've come across to my way of thinking that because let's be honest, David, you kind of do want to see how they're going to pull this off now, don't you? You kind of do want to see these Spider Men in the same movie. You kind of oh, I, I want that. to see them do it just so that to prove you wrong. Yeah, but I bet it's going to be really, really good, and you're going to be like, well, they pulled it off, you know, and it's only because the studio didn't interfere, whereas you've been arguing that the studio should be able to put a clamp down on these creatives that have these high concepts, and nobody wants to see it. I think I think we can Because that's what you were that arguing let- with for half the time, that the studio should put a stop to these fan service movies that nobody I, wants I, I to just, see. It's a difference. It's, it's not like these these movies are coming up out of the ether and the studio needs to stop them. These are the studio's ideas. I think we no, can all agree not, that... A lot of these are not the studio ideas. They're a creative guy, a producer that's, that's in charge of this franchise or this character says, hey, what if we do this? Can we get these actors to do this kind of movie? And they go... Well, I, I don't think that Andrew Garfield or Tobey Maguire is doing much of freaking anything now. They to to become Spider Man again. I mean, yeah, they're going to have to probably work out for about three or four months to get back in shape. But yeah, and we talked to Jamie Fox. He says he'd be down to do Electro again. Oh crap! He just spilled the beans on that. Well, that's okay. Nobody really knows what the movie's about. That I think that is the creatives doing it. You I think don't, that, you don't I think, think the think studio is is remotely involved at all. 
And well, they're the money men, so of course they're involved. But I don't think when it comes to the concepts of the movie, they are involved. That's why they hire creative people. That's why the creative people should just leave them alone. I mean, think you back. You, you don't think after success of um, Into the Spider-Verse that any executive at Sony thought, you know what, we should really do that in the live action. You know what, here's the thing about that, David. I think Hollywood has changed a lot in the last 10 years. And I think the the impetus was that of that was the creative people uh, being let loose, doing what they want, and the studio is finally starting to trust some of these people because the end product is way more successful. And I'm not talking about good movies or bad movies. Success in Hollywood is built around one yeah, thing, I, money. I, I, I think the, uh, I think the, the way that um, things are played out over Lucasfilm and the success of the um, DC Extended Universe really is, illustrates your point very, very well. And, of course, the huge increase in um, gender and, and um, racial diversity in the industry as well exactly. that we've seen in the last 10 years. That is all changing that industry, and I think that the people... <laughs> I think the old heads of these studios... The guys that were in charge in the 80s and the 90s and part of the 2000s are retiring now. And the people that are taking their place know the properties way better than the old guys ever did. Because it isn't just about how much money we can make. It's how much money we can make in the long term. And to do that, we have to have a good product. I think back in the day, it was all about throwing as much shit against the wall, hoping that some of it sticks. They don't do that as much anymore. Now, in some respects, maybe that's bad because we're not going to get a Die Hard. I mean, think Die Hard is a prime example. Die Hard was basically a B movie when they it, it, they took a guy that was a star in a TV series yeah. that most people didn't know. They put him in this situation, but they got really good actors, really good directors and producers, and they produced a movie that we all agree is freaking brilliant. Yeah, you know. But will they make a Die Hard now? I don't know. Yeah, I I think in some respects, that's where Netflix and and the Peacock and HBO and and these kind of places will try it. I mean, they just did that movie with Chris Helmsworth. I can't think of the name of it on Netflix that some people love, some people hate. But it definitely was successful. So are they going to do another one? Absolutely. It's a compelling character. You want to see more Mm -hmm. of this character. If you watch that... um the the sequel documentary to the toys that made us that's on netflix yeah. the, the yeah. movies that made us i watched the home alone one the other day and it's amazing that movie ne- very nearly didn't get made for the sake yeah. of four million dollars yep and uh and yeah that was effectively it was a b-movie comedy nobody yes. thought it was going to be successful no it didn't have anybody in it nobody yeah. and was in fact, that, in was fact in that movie warner that brothers a... gave up on it they could because they they wouldn't they wouldn't approve the budget and yeah. then um 20th century fox took it on and and yeah, for the sake of I think I think if I think I think at the end it was about one point two million dollar increase in budget, uh, and Warner Brothers pulled the plug. Yeah. So here's here's what it comes down to for me. I think Hollywood has grown and changed, like you said. You're seeing more diversity, which means we get different voices and different points of view in movies. It's not always just the the white action hero that's making you know the big bucks. Um, and I think that the studios are wise to have changed their business practices. You know, the the producer who's sexually molesting um, all these women because they're hoping to get a role in a movie, 
that is not acceptable. Now, to you and I, that was never acceptable, but it was accepted practice back in the day. It just was. We all know mm. that that's how I, it was. I'm still not so sure that um, I think I think moves have been made and it's less acceptable. I'm sure there's still a lot of that and the you know the racist stuff and the sexist stuff and the oh I'm not saying all it's all gone, going on, but I'm saying Hollywood that the changes. Today are in the air and i think a lot of these studios now are paying attention in a way that they never did before um i think that the movies that we're getting now and the tv shows that we're getting now are some of the best that's ever been made yeah seriously definitely wouldn't argue with that and that's why i have all the confidence in the world in a movie about three spider-men i really do and i really here here's the 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 which goes along with that I am actually, and I always have been, rooting for it. I want good movies. I want to be entertained. I selfishly want to see these movies because it entertains me, you know, and I don't want to poo-poo an idea just because I don't think they can pull it off. I, I encourage, I hope that they do pull it off. Yeah. Same thing with technology. You know, some people think we're just Apple fanboys. I talked about the iPhone 12 at the beginning of the show. Um, I wanted Microsoft's new phone, the split screen phone. What is that called again? The Duo. The Duo. I wanted that to be awesome and succeed. Why? Yeah. Because maybe I would have switched to it. But you know, it hasn't. I anyway, mean, you won't. I know, but that doesn't mean that when we first talked about it. I wasn't very excited about it. If yeah, you go back and listen too. a year and a half ago, we were both, we were, we were rooting for this to be great. And it's just not, yep. which sucks. That And it sucks for me because that's one product I know I'm not going to spend money on because it's not great. If it was great and everybody came out and said, wow, this is really, this is the next generation of, of technology right here, I'd have been all over it. Yeah. I'd have bought it, no question. But it's not. So I'm rooting for dc to get their act together i think they're starting to um i don't know about this the snyder cut i'm 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 rooting for it to be great i've heard that ryan reynolds is going to don the green lantern i heard the one guy is going to be deathstroke you know yeah hey, great throw it's it all in there weird, if it's good because it, it it's turned from the snyder cut justice league into something else to a whole new movie yeah, yeah. they can call it whatever they want but it's a new movie when they're filming I mean, Ben Affleck's doing new stuff for it. I, mean, I, I believe that Ewan McGregor appears as it, in it as Obi Wan Kenobi. Well, he's he's the main bad guy. He's assassin <laughs> Kenobi. Yes, it's it's assassin Obi Wan, and they've yeah. got to stop him. Obi Wan Dark Side. So hey, that you could do that. You could do Obi Wan goes through some sort of dimensional portal, and he finds Dark Obi Wan, who has a, a goatee. Oh, hang yeah. on, Obi Wan's already got a goatee. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have a goatee. He's completely clean shaven. There you go. That's what I yeah. want to see. Now, have have you, to wrap this up. Speaking of Obi Wan, have you seen Ewan McGregor's uh, show on Apple Plus? No, it's actually really good. It's about well, the first couple episodes more about the technology and how they're going to do it. Um, but they're basically going to ride motorcycles um, from as far south as you yeah. can get north yeah, uh, yeah I, I he's he's done up. he's done a, he did a couple of these shows on yep. english tv before yeah yep. yeah and these travel the shows one. on the motorbikes with his friend and it's really good um i watched peru i think ecuador was um i cannot remember if i've watched that one or yet or not okay friday so 
two days ago. I don't think I watched the newest one, but I've really enjoyed it. Um, it's funny that you know, every now and then people will recognize him as you know who he is. Um, but it's one of those things that I don't think. Yes, he did a couple of these for the BBC, but nobody in America would have ever watched them. No. Whereas with Apple Plus, with Disney, with HBO Max, with the Peacock. By the way, Peacock is, is turning into a pretty good streaming service. Um, you're going to get more of these kind of things where it could be hit and miss, but at least they're giving it a try. Yeah. You know? I want to see more of this, not necessarily a show like this, but more of this, something that I wasn't expecting to watch. I wasn't asking for it, but I watch it and I really enjoy it. You know, I want to see the stuff that I'm asking for. You know, I do want to see that new Ghostbusters movie. I have no problem with them continuing this. I also want to see stuff that I, I have no idea. Will I like this? Will I hate it? I don't know, but I'm going to check it out. Yeah, you know, it's it's some of it's going to be hit or miss. I and on Apple TV, I just started watching uh, a movie that I thought looked like it was going to be pretty good uh, called On the Rocks. Oh, this is the uh, this is the Sofia Coppola movie with yeah, yeah. Bill Murray, in, yeah, yeah. Um, Dude, and it's, so it's very much a companion piece to Lost in Translation, which yeah, was which I love. her first movie. Yeah, but. This is so freaking boring. I mean, I'm pulling my hair. I, I finally gave up halfway through. I was like, you know, I don't give a shit how this movie ends at this point. I don't care. None of these characters are compelling in any meaningful way. Yep. Um, but so it's going to be hit or miss. That was bad. Long Way Up is good. I'm really enjoying it. It's not for everybody, granted, but I'm enjoying it. Ted Lasso, freaking great. I love that show. Can't wait for another season of it. Loved it. So it's going to be hit or miss. The streaming services are the wave of the future and how we're going to watch movies and TV. It's not just the wave of the future. It's the wave of the now. I think movie theaters, as we've discussed, and nauseum is going bye-bye. And this is this is what's replacing it. And I don't have a problem with it. I know nope. a lot of people are bemoaning the loss of the movie theater. Good. Let it die. I don't care. I, I seriously don't. The idea of sitting with a bunch of strangers watching a movie where people are going to be freaking talking and cheering it and you're going to miss shit. Ugh. And on their phones. That's the big thing. Mm -hmm. Facebook updates while they were in the movie. Yeah, I've seen people take a picture of the screen before and I'm like, really? You inconsiderate dick. (laughs) Yep. And it's always a guy, by the way. It's it's almost never a woman that's being rude like that. Us guys are just dumbasses. Mm Mm-hmm. We are. And True. we know it, though. Yeah. Well, we, you and I know it. A lot of guys don't know it, unfortunately. You uh, may have seen my post on Facebook yesterday. I did. Yeah. Yes. I, I know, and I will, uh, to, to end on a bummer, if you will, uh, I don't remember exactly what I wrote, so I'm just going to pull up Facebook and uh, bring it up, because I'm sure someone's commented on it since the last time I checked. And, of course, they have. Um, it's got 11 comments. Uh, so this is what I wrote. Maybe it's just that I usually surround myself with good, decent people. Had the opposite today. Super racist guy. Unreal. Saying things I not heard in, man, I don't know how long. Ignorant and stupid, sure. And to- so toss in uh, a good helping of racist comments. 
I feel like I need a shower now. So I I wish that we lived in a different world. We don't. We live in the world that we have. And that means, you know, I've got to put up with people like this occasionally. And uh, it's all how you handle it, you know. Part of me wanted just to punch this guy in the throat and watch him gag for an hour. Um, another part of me just wanted to walk away. But at the end of the day, I have to be a professional in my job and deal with this person. Were you able to sell him a particularly bad car? Um, I actually didn't try very hard. Yeah. Uh, and it wasn't a car for him. It was for his wife. Yeah. Was she racist too? No, actually, she was Mexican, so go figure. Um yeah, it. I don't know how you could be this as racist as he is, and yet be married to a Mexican lady. And I don't just mean Mexican heritage. I mean she was Mexican. She didn't speak yeah. the language very good. I'm like, what the hell? I mean, I guess racism could be selective, sure, but well, man. yeah, I, I guess sometimes it can. People are complex individuals, and and I think we all know people who have blind spots for their own against their own prejudices in their own lives you know they convince themselves that they kind of project it outwards rather than looking at themselves yeah so you know absolutely look the unfortunately the downsides of living in a in a democracy with free speech is that people have the right to think what they want even if it's racist and well they have a right to say what they want i don't have they no. don't have the right to make me listen. Oh, well, that that's exactly true. Now, and, the company and I, think I that's work the, for... That's the point that had, most people miss. Yes. The is, company that I work for would not have had any problem had I fired the customer. Said, yeah. you know what, sir, I don't like those kind of comments. You can just leave now. They yeah. would have had my back 100%. Yeah. Instead, and, 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 I was a nice guy, and I focused on her because it was actually her that was wanting to buy a car. Yeah. And quite honestly, from a financial standpoint, her best bet, because she was like $7,000 in the hole from what her car is worth and what she owed on it. Uh, her best bet from a financial standpoint is not to buy a car right now and just keep paying payments on hers for another two or three years. Yeah. Now, from my financial best interests and the company I work for, the best would have been for her to roll that negative equity over into a new car and shove her out the door in a brand new car. Yeah. So what did I, you know, and that, let's be honest, that would have hurt the racist guy because it's his family that has to pay higher car payments now because of that. So, yeah, I could have screwed him over that way. I didn't. I have to, at the end of the day, live with me. And I'm not going to sacrifice my integrity for profit. Yep. I'm not. And thankfully, I work for a company that agrees with me. And I don't like dealing with... Um, people like him um Mm -hmm. and i almost feel sorry for her and i also feel sorry for him because he's so ignorant and and hateful but that being said i didn't stoop to his level yep and i can sleep at night knowing that i i maintain my integrity and my belief systems and i and i didn't really address it with him but i think he probably knew that I disagreed with him just by the kind of the eye contact I made with him that basically yeah. said you're a dickhead mm-hmm. but I could have still sold him a car I chose to do the decent thing and gave her honest opinion ma'am it's yeah. probably best that you just simply keep this car 
keep making payments on it, and you'll be in a much better financial situation in about two and a half, three years. That's when you should get a new car. And when you're ready for that, come see me. I'm happy to help. I know you're expecting, this is exactly what I said. I know you're expecting me to push you to buy a new car today. I'd rather sell you a car in two and a half, three years when it's going to be a a better deal for you financially. And then, and then what you should have said is, when you do come in, come on your own. Yeah, don't don't bring this asshole with you, please. Because I might punch him in the neck and watch him gag for an hour. <laughs> so with that upbeat note, we're going to wrap up this episode of Geeks Pub. Uh, we really would like it if you guys send us some feedback. It's the show at thegeekspubpodcast.com. Or simply go to uh, TechFan on either Facebook or uh, Twitter because that's us as well and uh, leave a message there send us a message there um, or go to mymac.com and leave a message in the show notes so david i'll see you in a week with the next episode of tech fan and by the way we're going to be discussing uh, google killing yet another product um, which is always great printers we're going to talk about printers yep. and something that microsoft is back to doing and uh, we kind of disagree with so we will see you guys in a week bye david Bye.